Now, back in 1972, my mom and dad put me and my brothers in a martial arts school. And uh, the school was located downtown between 6th and 7th and on C Street. And on the east side was the old Anchorage Police Department. And on the west side was the little Korean martial arts school there. Our instructor was Harry Rowe. And um, it was a Korean style. And from that, I grew a great fascination for the Koreas. I've always wanted to visit there. Um, the people and the culture. And... Um, I actually went on to obtain a degree in, from a premier martial arts school in the Kukiwan University. So I was really excited when a friend of mine called and said, hey, there's a, a filming crew out in Palmer. They're at the Williams Reindeer Farm, and they're filming a film, and they need some rifles. They don't want to shoot them. They just want to rent them. And there was, um, he needed six guns. He had four, so I grabbed two of mine, and we went on out there. When we got out there, there was a little interpreter that showed up, and he had a big wad of money. In. And boy, he peeled off the money for us. And that, throughout the day, that was his job, just whatever they needed. The director was a pretty large man. He was about a six-foot Korean man, and he, was, he ruled with an iron fist. And so he was barking orders out there at everybody. And one of the things as they were putting on the show, as they shot some of the scenes, I couldn't follow the storyline, and I found out that they shoot him out of sequence that even the actors didn't know. And eventually the um, director and the editor would put them in chronological order and create a storyline. So lunchtime came and everybody was sitting around and the mood was kind of, you know, people were laughing and kind of a little bit easier. And um, the director had a black hat and it had silver Korean writing on it. And it said Kuhin Films and, man, I really like that hat. So I asked, hey, do you mind if I get one of those hats? I'd be glad to pay for it. And, you know, instead of the director going, well, it's only for me and my little protege, he goes into a tirade and starts screaming at me and kind of embarrassed me. I didn't really know what to think and then kind of boiled my blood a little bit. And, um, but I thought, I'll let that go. Well, the um, interpreter walks up and says, yeah, that's um, only for the director and his protege, a little Korean man named James Dean. So um, I'm like, okay, okay. So lunch breaks now and everybody kind of goes. And one of the set hands that worked there in the Palmer um, farm there come up and he kind of felt bad for me and he goes hey don't feel bad everybody's felt that guy's wrath today I said yeah I've kind of seen that and he goes and nobody gets those hats I said yeah that's that's cool but thanks so they go back to filming and about an hour or two later my truck which was an open bed Ford F-150 was out in the field and here come the interpreter with about five or six set hands and he gives them orders in Korean and they open my tailgate and start mounting a tripod and some camera gear, and he hands me a $50 bill, and he says, what we need you to do is drive us down about 600 yards down to where the reindeer herd is, and we want to be able to film out of the back of the truck. And I figured out what he's wanting, and I said, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. I told all the guys, get out, get out, get out, and they all got out, and I shut the tailgate, and I handed the interpreter back his $50. And I said, if you want to use my truck today, you got to tell the director, he's got to give me his hat. <laughs> Because I remember the guy consoling me said, nobody gets those hats. And I thought, you know, I don't want one of those hats. I want his hat. <laughs> so he looks at me and he says, oh, I know, tell him that. And I said, well, that's the deal today. He goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. So he goes about 40 feet away and the director's out there giving out orders and telling people what to do. And the interpreter walks up and I couldn't hear what he said, but I could see his telling the director what he said. And oh my God, this guy goes into a tirade, and everybody backs up, and he has a tantrum. He's never been told no a day in his life. So he comes, the interpreter comes back over and starts telling the guys, load up, load up, and he hands me $75. 
And I said, whoa, 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 wait, get out, get out. I said, I'm not doing this to get more money out of you. You can come back and give me 100 You can give me 200 It don't matter today. If you want to rent this truck, the director's got to give me his hat. So I handed him back the money. And he looked at me and he goes, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm serious. So he's kind of sheepishly walks back over and, oh, the director starts throwing a fit and they start looking around. And I already knew what they didn't know is I was the only one with the truck and I needed my truck today. So the director in about a minute or two looks over at me and I could feel fear a little bit. And then I could kind of feel my blood boiling. I thought, okay, he's coming over. here. He's not yelling at me anymore. So here he comes stomping across the field. He looks at me and he stares. He takes a deep breath and he goes, I give you hat, you drive truck? I said, yeah. He goes, here. So I took my hat on. So I told the, I told them, all right, load them up, boys. And I get in the car and they get all the camera gear all loaded up. And I was driving like five miles an hour across the field and the set hand earlier that worked down there in the farm he was walking he looked he looked again and he got this big old smile he come running up to my window and I rolled down the window he goes how in the heck did you get that hat I said because today I'm the director thanks (laughs) 